Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. I got Kevin Flahaven here with me. Hey, Kevin, you can tell us more about what you do and why you do it. Hey, Jake. Thanks for having me on. Um, I am a personal injury attorney uh, in California. Um, and, you know, basically, I represent people who have been injured uh, by, you know, others that are not acting with uh, the proper care. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times it's, it's accidental. Um, sometimes it's intentional, but basically it's when that care, uh, is not up to, uh, the right standards. And as a result, people are injured. So, um, I would say, you know, we do a lot of car accidents because that's the most common type of accident here in the States. Uh, but it could be a whole range of different types of, of accidents that uh, occur where people are injured and um, need to have a lot of medical treatment and get their life back on track. And, um, you know, 99% of the time, it's an insurance company on the other side that, uh, you know, insurance companies, in my opinion, love to take your money every month. They mm -hmm. hate giving it, they, they hate paying it uh, when, um, when it's their time to, to do the right thing. And so that's, you know, without them, uh, I wouldn't have a job uh, if, they, if, if they paid out every time. So I got to come in and, and make sure that they, they do the right thing and, and pay, pay people when their insureds are responsible. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and I, and I totally understand on the other side of that with like, uh, so me owning a fitness and nutrition company, you know, I, I deal with a lot of people that, uh, you know, maybe even their doctors have given them, you know, rough, bad advice for mm -hmm. their, their own personal health. And it's not, it's not anyone's fault. Like when you go to medical school, you don't learn how to exercise or how to eat correctly. You know, you learn like the, the basics, like the ones everyone knows. Like if you eat chicken, rice, right. and broccoli, you'll probably be good. You'll probably be pretty <laughs> healthy. Right. I mean like, but no one wants to do that, but like, sure. Like, yeah, if you did that, then yeah, you probably wouldn't need a doctor or for health insurance purposes, you know, mm -hmm. if you did, if you did most of the things that you should do, or maybe couldn't be taught to do, then a lot of health insurance claims and issues and payments wouldn't need to be made throughout right. the year. Because chronic illness is one of the biggest drivers for, you know, paying health insurance and going to the hospital. And so mm -hmm. I, I totally understand Like if, if they, if that part was covered, you wouldn't even need to have this job, you know, like, yeah, All right. Everything. Well, and and, you know, I guess the reason I said that was because I, you know, I get comments all the time. What what I do, uh, unfortunately, um, is, you know, looked at as, you know, I, I mean, you hear everything from ambulance chaser to mm -hmm. everything. And, you know, like I'm um, benefiting off of somebody else's uh, injuries and oh, yeah. misfortune and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, I love a good lawyer joke as much as the next guy. <laughs> um, you know, some of them I find funny, but, uh, but the reality is, uh, it, it's just that, you know, there's this common belief that an insurance company has a duty to act in good faith. That's arguably true. The question though is, you know, what is good faith to most people who have been through an injury uh, is not what the insurance companies consider good faith. And so you end up in a situation where the insurance company is trying to give you 
as little money as possible oh, yeah. uh, for, you know, an injury when you are entitled to a lot more. And so, you know, people I've, I've ha- had clients all the time um, that will tell me that they had this misconception about uh, attorneys that do what I do and always just thought that, you know, if people are in, in an injury, the insurance company would come in and give them money for their injuries and it would all work out until they were actually the person that was injured and realized that the insurance company uh, was trying to screw them for lack of a better uh, word. Oh, yeah. and, no, I think that's a know, good way to put it. Yeah, I think yeah. screwing them is the exact way to put it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, yeah, me and my wife knew somebody who was hit by a semi truck and like not in a way mm-hmm. that she like died or anything, right? I mean, that she was injured and mm-hmm. man, the insurance company brought everything they had to make sure that they didn't pay because I mean, she, uh, you know, they, she had a previous back injury from like a sport that she did and, right. And they were, they were coming trying to say that her like disfigured spine was from the sport and not the accident, even though for years leading up to this accident, she was fine. She worked out in the gym. She was, she lifted weights fine. She deadlifted fine. And then this happened and now she can't put her socks on. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. So you, you had this back injury. And also like people like you need to be there to be like, Hey, right. You need to pay this woman because you guys had a, a negligent driver that hit her. Yeah. Oh, and it's, that, it's, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no, no, it's, it's unbelievable that, uh, along those same lines, I mean, I just had a case, you know, route, regular sort of car accident, freeway, rear end. Um, and the client was actually a good, uh, buddy of mine. I went to, uh, from first grade on, I went to school with him until, um, well, until high school, but we've remained really good friends. Uh, he's also an attorney. Um, but he was rear-ended, uh, and as part of the, in, in the collision, he basically ends up with uh, a hernia, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, for whatever reason, the insurance company uh, just refused to believe that the hernia was related to the accident, and uh, the next thing, they want to take his deposition, they want to uh, take the the surgeon who performed the hernia surgery, uh, his deposition and the Mm. surgeon, you know, goes on to basically say that, you know, he can tell that this is, there's two types of of hernias. One is caused by a birth defect, uh, that you're kind of born with. The other one is caused by a trauma. Um, he said that this one was caused by a trauma. He -hmm. could tell it was probably within the last year that it was caused. Um, and, you know, nothing else in his life would have caused this. And we get done with the deposition. I'm thinking, okay, you know, yeah, they uh, have to, they have to believe that, you know, and they pulled all of his medical records, saw that he had no issues with any hernia prior to this accident. And uh, so I basically uh, told them, um, you know, okay, now we can talk about hopefully resolving this thing. You know that the hernia is related and they basically said, no, we don't know that, you know, he could, uh, he could, have. and this guy's, you know, was a college athlete and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he goes to the gym and, and that's the, they basically start saying, you know, we don't know if he, he did this at the gym. We don't know this. And I'm sitting there saying, well, what's more likely that 
you know, he did this at the gym uh, and has just been driving yeah, around, totally wait, yeah, yeah, waiting, waiting for someone to hit him so he can finally get this hernia fixed. Or he, it, it happened in the accident, uh, and um, uh, you know, it. There's a reason why he hadn't been to the doctor before this for it, you know, sort of thing. And so, but they'll try everything. The pre-existing injury is a big thing. They'll oh, yeah. always try, um, you know, and and so. Anyways, it's uh, like I said, if if they actually did the right thing, I, I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> so so to, to shift uh, shift topics just a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to being an attorney, you know, is, is this something that takes up a lot of your time? Like as far as, you know, a lot of some some people have like their nine to five, their 40 hour work weeks. But, you know, I know sometimes this type of thing can take up a lot more of your time. Is, is there a way that you manage a healthy work life balance? Like do you have any strategies for that? It's, you know, it's a very good question. I would say, um, you know, that, so I, I own my own law firm. It's a small practice. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the truth is, uh, and my girlfriend will tell you that, uh, you know, just because I leave the office, um, doesn't mean I stop working it myself. My cell phone is constantly going off. I'm, you know, with either emails or phone calls or text. Um, and, uh, so I'm constantly working, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot more than, um, than, than the regular work day, uh, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, I'm constantly working, um, just from my, you know, I do have the luxury of not always having to be in the office to work. Right. Um, but at the same time, you can't get away from it. And, um, you know, I got to a point, I would say about a year and a half ago, uh, where, um, you know, I was already, and I'm 37 years old, uh, mm-hmm. and I've, I've, uh, basically had my own law firm now for about nine years. Um, and, uh, I was just grinding for nine years and, you know, the first two years of you know, doing what I do, you get a case, uh, the case, some, a fast case might resolve in one year from the accident date. Uh, a, a slower one might take three or four, um, years before it's resolved. So I don't get paid until the case is resolved. And so when you're starting out, um, you, in, in this line of work, you need to be prepared to not have any income for two years. And so I was, you know, basically trying to get cases in, but not really making any money for two years. I finally, you know, started making a little bit of money and, um, and, you know, ever since then been trying to constantly grow the business, but, you know, there's a lot of stress, uh, that comes along with it. And you're constantly, for me, I'm constantly worried about, you know, next year's income, you know, this year, because of the setup, this year's income, I already know kind of maybe where it's going to be because like I said, these are cases that I got, you know, a year or two years ago that are finally resolving now, but the cases that I get now are for, you know, next year, maybe the year after. And so I'm always kind of worried about those things. And so anyways, about at about, you know, eight years into this, I really uh, was feeling burnt out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a big part of that was because, for what I was saying, I didn't, I never left the office or I never stopped working when I left the office. Um, you know, I would go home, 
and I'd be on my cell phone uh, or working from home constantly. Uh, and then I'd wake up and I'd be looking at my phone, you know, at emails and answering emails and all this stuff. And I, you know, it was basically the only uh, thing I was doing. Um, uh, and I was already feeling burnt out. I'm looking at, you know, the rest of my life. I'm 37 years old. I, I want to probably do this for another 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, at least I plan to. Um, but I'm just like, I'm never going to make it. Yep. And so a big, um, you know, a big part of the, you know, work-life balance for me was realizing I need to get, I need to get help around me to, to do things around the office, um, that I'm doing myself right now that yep. I don't need, I don't need to be doing myself, you know, and the things that are really draining me are the aspects of the job that, um, not only maybe do I not love, but they're also things that, uh, you know, I don't necessarily need to be doing. I can hire help to do them. And, um, and maybe I can hire help that's actually better at doing those things uh, than I am because they actually love doing those things. Whereas my personality type isn't built for that. And so um, going out and getting the right help to kind of free myself up to to be able to go and have more balance in my life was the yeah. first thing that I needed to do because I needed to clear up time. And so once I, uh, you know, managed to kind of do that, um, I, uh, I ended up getting with a trainer. Um, if anyone listens to, uh, this, um, uh, my trainer is, uh, this guy, his name is Ryan Hogan. He's out here in Westlake village, human hybrid athletics. Uh, amazing, amazing guy. And he's an ultra runner. Um, and he got me into running, which I had never done. Yeah. Um, and I would say within, you know, the first two weeks sucked and it was exactly how I pictured running was going to be. Um, but then about two weeks in something happened where, you know, I found my favorite podcast and I would, I would just go, I put in my favorite podcast and I would just go, you know, start running and, and, um, and I would just, it was like the first moment that I can remember where I literally, my mind was clear yeah. and just like not having the weight of your job, um, uh, or what you have to do or, you know, what, what your fears are or what you're anxious about on your mind. You know, the only thing I could think about was, you know, how tired am I, my breathing, you mm -hmm. know, and, and simultaneously I'm listening to a conversation that is I'm, I'm into, and I'm just kind of totally disappearing from all of that stuff that I've been carrying around. And so for me, uh, that was a big turning point in my life was like realizing, wait, I actually do like running and it actually is an escape from the things that I know are stressing me out. Um, and once I kind of figured that out, um, I realized, you know, if I'm going to be running that much, I need to start taking care of my, my body. Yeah. And, um, so originally I, I got with this, uh, place that was called restore, uh, hyper wellness, where they do a lot of like cryo and, uh, IVs, um, 
they have those um, pants that you put on that. Yeah, the uh, Normatec boots. Yeah, the boots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so they have all this good stuff. And so I started, you know, going uh, there with them and, you know, was was popping in. But, um, you know, it was still taking a lot of time out of my day and, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. So I, uh, I ended up, I mean, long story short, I ended up just um, uh, finally uh, biting the bullet and I, I got a cold plunge and an infrared sauna. Um, and so basically over the last year and a half, it's turned into now, you know, I have this, um, uh, a, um, uh, you know, a program or, or um, I'm, protocol, I'm, right? Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, or a system, um, you know, every day that I stick to um, where, you know, I wake up, uh, and, um, you know, the first, instead of grabbing my phone immediately and going through emails and immediately being taken into that stressful world, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm not looking at my phone, I'm resting my mind, then I'll go for my run, then I come back, uh, I do uh, a sauna, and then I do my cold plunge, and it's like a thousand cups of coffee, I feel like, but without the actual coffee, where the moment I get out of that cold plunge, uh, I'm just feeling like, you know, I've already accomplished so much that day. Yeah. And I'm, it's already off to such a good, successful start. And I feel great. And now I'm going to go to work. And hopefully that feeling will carry me into work that day. And so um, for me, kind of developing that uh, formula of you know, that beginning of the day formula has paid off immensely because now it's like, you know, I'm coming into work feeling good. I'm feeling um, confident because, you know, that feeling of when you're having a very productive day and it just kind of keeps going and going, you want it to keep going. Um, and so it's all just really, uh, um, you know, changed my life. And and not only that, I think, um you know, obviously the exercise as well yeah, right. um, is makes me feel a lot better about myself and makes me just feel a lot better in general. Well, yeah. And I think you touched on a, a lot of great stuff in that and mm. in, in your, in your process and everything too, because mm. I feel like for a lot of people, they just don't have a system in place. They don't have a process. They don't have a routine. Mm. Routine. Like, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it feels like they don't have the time or the energy or, or the whatever mm. to take care of themselves. But really, like I tell people this all the time, because like I said, working with busy professionals is kind of like my niche. I, that's, those are the people that I help the most and I work with. And if you can get in shape and if you can control those lifestyle factors, you're going to be able to make more money. You're going to be able to work for a longer amount of time. You have a higher quality of living. You'll ha- have a longer life expectancy. You'll be able to do more with this life. So like so many people, like I I'm, might start working with this, uh, with this wealth management company on a lot of their people are, are entering that retiring age and they're, they're at the point where they're, you know, 65, they're about to retire, but they've got five to 10 years left to live because they their, their health is so bad, but they, they've mm. worked for such a long time to get to this point right. with 15, $20 million, you know, like all this crazy money, but like mm-hmm. we have five years left, you know, like 10 years left yeah. because your, your health is so bad. And 
Yeah. So I think having that system in place early on, you know, no one ever wants to spend the money, right? No one ever wants to put right. you know, to, to, to work on themselves. Right. But you do the return on it for your life is like, how much money would you pay to live five more years? Right? Yeah. High quality years too. Not like, not like five years in a nursing home where you're being carted around, like five years of traveling and enjoying your family and your friends or your wife or your husband or whatever, wherever you're at. Right. And I think that's just something that a lot of people don't take into perspective. So we're, we're kind of nearing that time for, for the podcast here, man. So I, I want to give you this opportunity to, to plug whatever you want to say, promote your business, mm -hmm. promote what you got going on, anyone you want to shout out. This, this is the time. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, uh, my business is Flahaven Law Offices. Um, we do, you know, personal injury law, law, like I said, but, um, you know, uh, for me, I, I guess the one thing that, that I've learned a lot over this past year and a half, which is a big personal growth here for me, um, and I still, it's something that I constantly have to remind myself of, uh, is, you know, I used to think that, you know, I, I needed to feel like doing something before I did it, yep. you know? And so I would sit around and I would wait until I felt like exercising or, you know, or doing, uh, something that was going to be beneficial for me, um, before I would actually do it. And, you know, for me, it was with the running where, you know, I did not want to run for those first two weeks. Um, but the moment that you push yourself through it and it, it does become part of your daily routine. Um, that's when you start feeling like, like doing it. And yeah. so the, uh, you know, doing it become, it comes before feeling like doing it. Yeah. And I've just noticed that, you know, that carries over not only with exercise that carries over with work, all this stuff that I don't feel like doing, um, you know, all of a sudden you force yourself, just force yourself to do it. And it's amazing how all of a sudden you, you then feel like doing it because you realize that it's not, it's not so bad. You're almost done. And, mm -hmm. you know, you just get through it. And all of a sudden, you know, the idea of compound interest, uh, you know, it just builds on itself. And every day you get a little bit better every day. Um, you know, it, it just keeps growing and growing. And, and I think, you know, that's been my takeaway from this last year and a half, especially, is that, um, you know, it's okay to force ourselves to do things that we don't necessarily feel like doing in that moment. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I think it, it is something that I, I do have to constantly remind myself of, though, is that, hey, um, you know, the, 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 the good things that the feelings that you want to feel, um, come after, you know, suffering um, a little bit, yeah. suffering a little bit. So mm. anyways, that, that is my takeaway and, and, uh, appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah this has yeah. been really fun and, and we could probably, I mean, we got a lot to say, a lot to talk about, so we could definitely do this again and do another episode. Uh, yeah. I'd love that, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on and thanks everybody for listening to the Healthy Business Podcast and we'll see you next time.